Hi everyone, welcome to St Giles Online, where we want to build each other up during the lockdown. Whatever we're facing right now, let's learn from God's word together and sing praises to the Father of heavenly lights. Enjoy the service. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to St. Giles Online. I'm Lee. I'm the Vicar of St. Giles, and it's great to have you with us, Um, especially those of you who don't live in West Bridgeford. I know there's a few people who are watching from uh, further afield, and I want to say to you, you're especially welcome, and it's great to have you with us today. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Uh, in a moment, Will and Lisa are going to lead us in our worship. But before they do, there's just one thing I want to address. Um, I had a bit of feedback, a few questions, and one or two of you have asked, um, what is that thing on your settee in the background? So um, I thought I would introduce you. So um, this is Giles. Um, Giles keeps me company um, in my office. So um, this is Giles. Um, you might think he's a gorilla. He's not a gorilla, he's got a tail, so he's a chimp. So this is Giles uh, the chimp. So there you go, now you know. And on that spiritual introduction, I'm going to hand you over to Will and Lisa. Thanks, Lee. Let's praise God in song worship this morning.
things that we managed to avoid on Sunday morning so far is church notices um, but there is some news that I want to share this morning and it's uh, news um, I've known about for a while but there's not been the right time to share it but this morning um, does feel the right time and that's that Hannah Crawford is moving on from being our worship leader. Um, she's not leaving St Giles, um, not at the moment anyway but um, for a while now Hannah has felt that she wants to step down from leading worship every week at St Giles and give up the responsibility uh, for looking after our Sunday morning services. She's been with us for a few years and I'm really, really grateful to all that she has brought uh, to the role. She first came to see me in January and said, um, look, I'd like to step down. And I was like, all right, okay. Um, I'm sure we'll manage somehow, but I don't know how. And little did I know how things would change in the next few months. Um, but I'm really grateful to, to Hannah for sticking with us and helping us out with Sunday mornings. And I'm also grateful to Will and Lisa who stepped up um, magnificently over the last few weeks and who I'm delighted to say have accepted my invitation to um, jump into Hannah's role and to coordinate our Sunday morning worship and to lead our worship ministry um, here at St Giles. So thank you both um, uh, for doing that for us. Um, but as I say this is this is Hannah's moment and I'm so grateful to Hannah for all that she has done and uh, rather than me explain her reasons um, for stepping down this time I thought it'd be great to hear from her um, herself and so Emma's going to chat to her about what this decision means and how God has led her to this place. So I'm going to hand over to Emma and to Hannah. And as Lee said, we're speaking to someone uh, very special to us at St Giles and very lovely, uh, the lovely Hannah Crawford. How are you feeling Hannah? Hi, yeah, good, thank you, yeah. I'm um, definitely feeling uh, at peace with it all now. It's certainly been um, like an emotional journey for me and um, God's 
I think he's gentle with us. He knows, he knew that I needed time to get my head around it. I think, you know, St. Giles um, for us is, you know, part of our family and I've, you know, especially held the worship really close to my heart. Um, so I've absolutely loved it. Everything that I've done on the worship and seeing the team grow and develop um, and seeing the youth band come into existence. It's been a real joy and privilege. And I'm just really grateful to Lee for kind of entrusting that to me because um, it's been a real blessing to me. I've really sort of grown in my faith through it um, and grown in confidence in leading. Um, and it's really wonderful to see what God's done through that and, um, and what he continues to do. I'm so happy that uh, Will and Lisa have uh, decided to step up into it. Um, they have such heart for worship and they've already been leading us, you know, so well in worship through this uh, lockdown period um, so far. So yeah, I'm excited to see what God will we do are, through them. We are really lucky to have so many amazing, talented people at St. Giles. And for you, Hannah, it's been quite a journey because you started um, sort of the, the main bit of leading worship in the 1030 service um, when the girls were just really tiny babies. It's been a big journey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sam has definitely bared his brunt of bedtimes with uh, all the rehearsals. Not that that is my reason for, you know, taking on the role to avoid bedtime. But um, yeah, it's it's funny thinking back. Yeah, it feels that makes it feel like it's been, yeah, has been a while. But um, yeah, it has been a real journey um, for me coming to this point of um, being able to sort of let it go. Um, very much been a kind of journey of prayer and obedience. Um, so I started, I don't know, maybe four, about four years ago, praying early in the morning once a week with the moles and with Mark Townsend. And that was just a real life changer for me, um, of kind of a real turning point in my faith. Um, and once I got hunger for that, I kind of spread into the rest of my week. And yeah, prayer's a dangerous thing, you know? <laughs> God transforms us when we pray and um, I've not, you know, I never felt God speaking so clearly to me um, before um, as he started to put colic on my heart, which is the place where we live. Um, and it was, yeah, it's like nothing I've felt before. It was kind of a, a real pull of the heart, almost like a, a weight sort of thing. And, and that's what um, made me finally um, make that decision about um, stepping down. Um, in order to make more time to and space to pray and serve in colic um, and there's been a lot of sort of confirmation along the way as well and a story that I've held really closely like bible story that's kind of been walking with me in this time is that one of um, Peter stepping out of the boat and um, you know it's taking like that step in faith um, and a big sort of moment of realization for me was um, that thing of you could stay like in the boat where it's like feels comfortable and secure but actually Jesus is out in the water and that's where you know now that's where I feel I'd rather be you know take that step out because that's where he is. And Lee touched on it really briefly um, but tell us a bit more about your plans to share your faith in a new way um, in Colic which is where you guys live. So I'm not exactly sure what I'm stepping into I think you know taking one step God's guiding us one step at a time. Um, but prayer is certainly a big part of it. And it's um, meant a lot to have friends at St. Giles um, that I know are praying for colic and uh, for me. And um, really seen God's timing 
in, in the setting up, I've been able to set up a prayer shed at our local school, the school that Isla and Esther go to. Um, so yeah, it's just a shed in the playground and I'm going in on, well, not at the moment, but I was going in on a Tuesday lunchtime. And it's just a space where the kids can come and explore what talking to God, chat with us, um, do some prayer activities and we have worship music on. So yeah, really seeing God's hand in that and been involved in a few other things. Um, they have an after school church um, once a month and also been meeting up with a mum who um, became a Christian, which was wonderful and reading the Bible with her. Um, so yeah, more of that really, just building on relationships and, and praying and yeah, it's exciting to see what um, God's doing. It's really exciting and I know people will be so pleased for you. you've got such a lot of love in your heart and um, to share that is, is an amazing gift. We, we know at St Giles that you and the family are such a, an integral part and I know people whilst will be very you know mixed feelings about the announcement because obviously you're so wonderful and it's nice to see you um, leading the worship um, but the plans that you have for colleagues sound really really exciting but I know one of the big questions people will be thinking is are we going to still see them at church? Will we still see you at church? Will the children still be dancing? <laughs> the dancing will continue. Yeah. So yeah, for the time being, we're yeah planning on keeping coming to St Giles, and um, hopefully, um, well, I still intend on uh, leading some worship, um, just handing the reins over. But you know, who knows uh, what God's got him plan and what's in store so we're just like taking it one step at a time but yeah we'll definitely still be around for the time being on Sunday. Oh good stuff well Hannah you've been such an amazing worship leader and as I, I'm repeating myself but I speak for me my family and I know the the whole of St Giles um, when we send you our love and uh, I'm sure a lot of people will be praying for you in this time. And we know as well, like you say, we're so lucky that Will and Lisa are stepping up and already they've, they've shown themselves to be amazing. So uh, I, think, I think exciting times to come is where we're going with this. Hannah, it's lovely to talk to you. And I hope that interview wasn't too scary. <laughs> it's very different talking from being hidden behind the piano, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, take a, a breath, have yourself a cup of tea and uh, we'll see you really soon. Thanks, Hannah. Thank you. Thank you. Today's reading is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, from verse 16, the Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And, you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
We're continuing our series looking at Jesus uh, encountering his disciples after his resurrection. And uh, today we're going to look at a well-known passage. Um, it's known as the Great Commission, uh, where Jesus commissions those disciples for future ministry for him. And I want to briefly um, just look at three things that Jesus says to them and by extension says to us uh, this morning. First is this. All authority has been given to me. Jesus has all authority. One thing that um, you want to know in a time of crisis when everything's spiralling out of control is who is in charge here? Um, who's got this? And Jesus again and again through his ministry demonstrates that he is the one who has all authority. Uh, the other teachers, they could teach and some of them could teach very well, but nobody, it says, um, had the authority that Jesus had. Even the winds and the waves obey him. Um, his disciples say, where else can we go from you? You have the words of eternal life. I'm remembering um, when Jesus um, uh, was going to Bethany to meet Mary and Martha and Lazarus and uh, Lazarus had died. And both Mary and Martha say to him, Lord, if you'd been here, this wouldn't have happened. And what does Jesus do? Jesus says, I'm the resurrection and the life. In fact, he says, look, I, I have all authority. And we see that authority later on where he, he commands uh, the dead man Lazarus to rise and come forth. Jesus wants us to remember that he has this. He has got this. He has things under control. Even though we feel things are spiralling out of control, even our lives might feel out of control. Um, Jesus has this. All authority has been given to him. And he sends us out with that same authority to minister in his name. So that's the first thing. All authority has been given to him. Second one um, is this. Go and make disciples. Go and make disciples. This passage is known as the Great Commission uh, because Jesus commissions his disciples, his followers, to go and share everything that they've learned uh, from him, to share his teaching, uh, to baptise in his name, to heal the sick, uh, to serve the poor, uh, to defeat demons in his name. Uh, they're to teach what Jesus taught and they're to teach about Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection. And that's, that's the command that is given to us as well to go and make disciples of all nations. And that's that's not suspended. That's not furloughed in this time. Um, one of the charities that I support is Open Doors. They're a, a charity supporting uh, Christians in the, the persecuted world, all around the world, where Christians are permanently under lockdown. And reading their resources um, this week, they tell the story of a, a Chinese pastor called Wang Ming Dao. Um, Wang Min lived um, in the 20, 20th century, um, a phenomenal evangelist, led many, many people um, to Christ. And in fact, he was so successful um, that he was imprisoned by the Chinese authorities. Um, they captured him. They put him in jail. Um, he was tried for sedition, for, for spreading the gospel and undermining the Communist Party by, by saying there's another view of the world that, um, uh, that didn't in adhere uh, to their view of the world and that Jesus was king, not Chairman Mao. And so what, what happened was he was arrested and um, they sentenced him to 22 years in prison. Uh, but they gave him a choice. They said, look, if you recount your faith, if you say you won't preach anymore, if you say you're no longer a believer, we will let you go free. And for a moment, Wang Mingdao, uh, he buckled and he said, OK, and he signed the confession and he walked uh, out of the prison. And just as he was walking to the prison gates to be um, set free, he 
he realised what he was doing and so he turned around and he walked back into the prison and he asked the guards to rip up his confession. They did so and they enacted the sentence of 22 years in prison. And so he's imprisoned and he spent much of that time in solitary confinement. And he was grieved because he wouldn't see his family, he wouldn't see his church, uh, but also he would no longer be able to act as an evangelist spreading the good news of Jesus. He had no Bible, he had no prayer books, he had no Christians um, he could pray with. Uh, Wang Ming, um, all he had in his cell was a toilet and he soon realised that the toilet pipes of all the cells um, were connected. And actually, if you could uh, shout down the toilet, then your voice would carry to all the cells um, in the prison. And so he began to preach. His, his pulpit uh, was the sewer pipes of that prison. Over the next seven years, Wang Mingdao led 96 prisoners to faith in Christ. He said his pit became his pulpit. Um, after seven years, I think it was, um, he was freed. And he was um, asked by uh, Christian leaders how he survived that time, uh, much of that time in solitary confinement. Um, and he said this. I had no Bible, no pulpit, no audience, no pen and paper. I could do nothing, nothing except to get to know God. And for 20 years, that was the greatest relationship I have ever known. When I was in the cell, the only thing I was focused on was getting to know Jesus. It was only me and him in that cell. You need to build yourself a cell where it's only you and Jesus. None of us, uh, how difficult our circumstances may be at this moment, are in that same position of being completely isolated. And we know that this time will end. We'll be in lockdown, but we won't be in lockdown forever. We won't be in lockdown for 22 years. And the God who um, uh, commissioned the disciples, the God who commissioned Wang Mingdao, uh, commissions us to, uh, to go and make disciples at this time and in this place that he has set us. So the final thing I want us to think about this morning is this final uh, promise of Jesus. I will be with you. I'll be with you always and I'll be with you even to the very end of the age. Every week at St Giles, we would normally celebrate communion. And in that communion service, we remind ourselves the Lord is here. His spirit is with us. We break uh, bread and we share wine together. We do as Jesus commanded us to do. As often as you meet together, do this in remembrance of me, he said. Why did he do that? Why did he instruct us to do that? Well, he wanted us to remember him and he wanted us to remember that he is present with us. That nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing can separate us from his presence. The bread reminds us that he is the bread of life. Uh, the bread is broken just as he was broken upon a cross. The wine is um, poured out to remind us that his blood was shed for us and for the world. We're reminded that he initiates a new covenant. A new covenant of love. He gives his life a ransom for many. We eat the bread and we drink the wine. We feed on Christ. We're reunited with him. We're put back together by him. Remind ourselves that discipleship is just coming to the Lord Jesus Christ and saying, I am hungry, feed me. I am thirsty, 
uh, give me your life to drink. Uh, we can't share uh, communion together as a church this morning, but we are going to um, break bread. In a moment, I'll share uh, this bread and wine with my household and I invite you to do the same wherever you are, um, whatever situation uh, you might be in. So, Lord, we gather together and we gather together in different places. Remember, the Lord Jesus Christ is the bread of life. And so, Lord, we pray that by the power of your spirit and according to your word, this bread might be for us the body of Christ. And Lord, we remember that um, the Lord Jesus Christ took wine and gave you thanks. He gave it to his disciples and he said, This is my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. So, Lord, we pray that this wine would be for us the blood of Christ. Lord, as we eat and drink together, we pray that you would um, be among us. And just as you open the eyes of those disciples on the Emmaus Road through the breaking of bread, you would open our eyes uh, to see you with us. That we would remember, not just in word, but in our hearts, that the Lord is here. Your spirit is with us. Lord, give us confidence in your authority. Help us to make disciples of all peoples. And give us the comfort that you alone can bring through your presence with us. In the name of Christ. Amen. I've asked Dave to sing, sing something meditative for us as we share uh, bread and wine in our households. If you're not doing that this morning, that's fine. You might just like to spend this time in prayer. Amen. Beyond this lifetime, beyond this darkness, there's light. Your cross is shining. So people open your eyes The cross stands above it all Burning bright in this life The cross towers over it all One hope, one deliverer Savior reigning high above it all Above it all 
Dave. Uh, well, one of the differences here at St Giles is that we've moved all of our small groups online now and uh, that includes our youth groups and so um, our impact group, our Tuesday night teenage group, uh, they're meeting in Zoom meetings. I took the meeting um, this week and as part of our time together uh, we prayed together and I'm going to include those prayers as our intercessions this morning. So let's join together in prayer. Let's pray. Psalm 13 verses 1 to 2. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Psalm 13, verses five to six. But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. Almighty God, we pray for those touched by sorrow today. We pray for those who are awake in the middle of the night. O Lord, have mercy. We pray for those who are anxious, those who have lots of unanswered questions. O Lord, draw near. We pray for those who feel abandoned, who are living not just in physical but emotional and spiritual separation. O Lord, remind us of your unfailing love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, thank you that we can be honest before you. You know us and you have entered into our woundedness. You see our frailty and continue to love us. You alone are our hope, our strength, our counsellor. Jesus, you are our shield in the storm. Pour the oil of healing upon us. Have mercy. Comfort the sick and bring, bring peace to those in sorrow. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we turn our hearts to you. You are utterly faithful, and you have never failed us. Grant us hope, strength, and mercy in our time of need. Enable us to throw our cares onto you, our mighty God. We pray for those touched by the coronavirus, those who face sorrow, fear, illness and isolation. We ask for compassion, love, healing and kindness. Make us a people living in your perfect love that we may drive away fear. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for wisdom and clarity for those making key decisions, for scientists, medical experts, politicians and public health officials. We pray for acts of kindness to spread in every community. Enable us to be quick to see need and respond in gracious and loving ways. Take us through this time of trial. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, 
Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, verses 6 to 7. Amen. So we're going to draw our time together to a close now with the blessing. Uh, I'm going to say the words of blessing and then we're going to close with um, a, a video clip that lots of people have shared with me this this week. Um, it's been online. It's a, a group of churches putting together a song of blessing. And uh, I've asked Dave, who knows a little bit more about the story behind this song, uh, to introduce it. And then we're going to go straight in the song together. So do stay and watch that uh, together with us. But first, we'll have the blessing and then I'll hand over to Dave. The risen Christ came and stood among his disciples and said, my peace I give you, my peace I leave with you. So may you know the blessing and peace of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you and be among you now and always. In the name of Christ. Amen. So up next, you're going to see a video of the UK Blessing, which is a cover of a worship song which has had a huge impact across the world. Uh, over the last few weeks or so and this version you're going to see was pulled together by Tim Hughes and it features worship leaders, uh, worship bands and choirs from 65 churches across the UK and it's based on this scripture from the book of Numbers chapter 6 verses 24 to 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.
Pray a blessing, manna rain down from heaven. This isn't second guessing, we know that we are protected. May the peace that surpasses all understanding be our message. Grace and favors in your nature, in your essence. May favor be upon you and a thousand generations. And your family, and your children, and the children, and the children. May favor be upon you and a thousand generations. And your family, and your children, and the children, and the children. Oh